No, 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 no. It is hands down Hagrid's. That's a big statement. It misses the mark. Let's just be honest. It misses the mark a little bit. What? Have we ventured to the dark side? Hey y'all, it's LJ here, owner and founder of Smart Moms Plan Disney and Smart Moms Travel. We are so glad you're here for another episode of the Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast. Now, here's your host, Allie. Welcome back to another episode of the Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast. I'm feeling so excited today. I am joined by Katie and Stacy for today's episode. Good morning, girls. Hello. Good morning. And I'm really excited for a couple of reasons. Number one, we had so much fun doing our mega seven episodes where we were focusing on each of the seven dwarves and diving deep into Disney World and all of the different things you needed to know for planning and and just really dreaming about Disney World. Today, we're returning back to our normal way that we like to run this show with our segments. We're going to do the sevens, but the Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast today is not about Disney. What? Have we ventured to the dark side? Coming up, we are going to talk about that other major theme park attraction in Orlando, Universal. We have not touched it yet. We are going to just break the ice on what you need to know about Universal Orlando if you're thinking about planning a trip or adding it on. And I'm excited to talk about maybe what Universal may do better, certainly what it doesn't do as well, and maybe everything in between. If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much. It's a funny episode to join us on the Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast about Universal. And of course, if you are a returning listener and you make us part of your week every week, we are so grateful for you. Everybody that is casting their Patronus on our like and subscribe button, making sure that our new episodes hit your inbox, hit your phone, your computer, wherever you're listening on your commute. We are so grateful for you. Are you ready to dive into Universal Studios, girls? Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's go. You know, there are seven of us here on the pod, plus LJ makes eight that, you know, regularly talk. And I are you two the biggest Universal fans out of all of us? Mm, people keep saying that. I know we go maybe a little more frequently than everyone else, but... <laughs> I I am a big Universal fan for sure. I love going to Universal. I don't get to go as often as I go to Disney, but I definitely love Universal and being able to embrace that thrill junkie, like adrenaline high part of myself. Oh my gosh. I love so much about Universal and there's so much to love, even more than just the rides, the thrill, thrill rides, the shows. Um, their resorts are great too. Like there's just so, so much that I love about Universal. And I'm really excited to be talking about it today. I think I surprised myself by how much I do like Universal because I'm definitely would still consider myself, I'm the Disney girl. You know, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm going to choose Universal over Disney really ever. But every time I go, I'm like, man, I like this more than I realized. <laughs> every time I go, it's just so much fun. But I still am like, yeah, but I'm a Disney girl, but I'm a Disney girl. <laughs> well, that's what I think is so funny is that people feel like they kind of have to take a side, right? Like, yeah, people feel yeah. like <laughs> I need to be a Disney loyalist. And I'm like, Universal yeah. is fantastic, too. Who's fighting here? Great is great. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's something about my my soul, the way my soul feels. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's almost like you know, football season has started again. And my daughter was 
trying to decide who she was rooting for in the game. And my, my mom was like, your heart will know where your loyalty yes. lies. <laughs> it's like just a feeling, right? She's like, you'll know. Yes. And, and that's what I'm thinking when you're saying this, because that's so relatable. I do sometimes feel like I'm cheating on Disney. You know, I love Disney so much. And we talk so much about why Disney is so lovable. And we've even touched a little bit on why Disney isn't so lovable in some ways, you know, and I absolutely believe you can love and should love both destinations. Mm -hmm. They offer so many similar things, but also they approach them in such different ways. And you do get totally different experiences, even though people like to compare them all the time. Of course, they are theme park destinations. You know, that's the big draw. They have resorts, uh, packages that include your resorts and tickets, things like that. A lot of package components between the two are the same. So I understand the constant comparison. But as an experience, the comparison is unfair. Well, and I think we need to keep in mind, too, that they're both businesses And that has been good for the consumer. Disney wants Universal customers to come be guests at Disney. And Universal wants their Disney guests to come be guests at Universal. And so they're competing and trying to draw. And I will say, in the last few years, Universal has done a fantastic job of stepping up to the plate. Adding Harry Potter was monumental. (laughs) That is such a huge draw and it has done so well that Universal has definitely done the work to be in this game. And it's kind of like talking about football analogies again. It's kind of like the team that has been the underdog starting to win championships. And that is what kind of attracted me over to Universal where I had been earlier in life and it was okay. And then They really started bringing in some heavy hitters (laughs) and I had to go back and see it again and have been really impressed. And now I go frequently. Well, here's what I was going to say too. Like those of us, like as vacation planners, obviously we're planning a lot of Disney vacations and usually people will say, oh, I'm thinking about, you know, adding a day of tickets or two days of tickets over at Universal. And that's great if that's what you want to do and that's what's part of your plan. But I would also say that, you know, Universal in and of itself is worthy of just being a vacation destination alone. Like you can plan your Universal vacation and get this, not go to Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to say something. And I think you're both going to disagree, but I'm also going to say something else to go along with it. Stacey, you started mentioning Harry Potter. And obviously we're going to talk a lot about the wizarding world of Harry Potter for listeners that don't maybe know Universal is your one-stop destination if you love Harry Potter. And we're going to talk about how they've done it and how incredible it is. Without it, without the world of wizarding, with the wizarding world of Harry Potter, is Universal a good destination? I would say Mm -hmm. yes, because there's still enough like thrill rides exciting attractions like they do things so differently from disney that i would say even if they didn't have harry potter it's worth going to i love a lot of the ip that they own universal owns a lot of ip that people want to experience um the jurassic world the minions there's there's so so much all of the marvel or marvel comics and the superheroes and everything there's so much that universal has to experience that i still feel like it stands on its own um the other thing that i would say and this is probably my strongest argument for why universal is better 
It's an easier vacation. And in my opinion, it's a more affordable vacation as well. But that's because Universal is like almost constantly running promotions and they're great. There are so many things that Universal does easier. Like using Express Pass is easier. I don't have to book a time slot ahead of time or anything. I show up and I go on the attraction. Or if I need towels in my room and I just remembered like, oh, my kids are playing in a splash pad and it's 1, 1 p.m. and I'm in the parks and I'm like, oh crap, we don't have any ho- we don't have any towels back in the hotel room. All I got to do is text the front desk and they'll make sure towels are there. Like I don't have to be in the room and have to call the front desk. It's great. Universal does so many things better in my opinion absolutely have some things that they do better and i agree the resort experience is great obviously we're going to talk about the resort experience i don't know that i agree that it's a great destination without harry potter however the reality is they have harry potter and you can spend two days at the wizarding world and not leave it and still find new things to experience and it still be worth your entire vacation and then you can sprinkle in some of these other things you're talking about you could truly do that and still experience a lot and it still be worth it so you know do i agree with your answer to my question maybe not but also the reality is it's there so doesn't matter right yeah i was gonna say that without harry potter it is a definite add-on location Um, I don't know that I would make it a vacation on its own without Harry Potter. However, like you said, because it is there, that does bump it up a notch, a big notch, (laughs) and does make it a uh, vacation destination. It can stand on its own two legs, and I agree with you, Allie. I just don't think that uh, if Harry Potter wasn't there, I don't think it has the muscle to do that. So for that reason, I'm glad it's there. Let's talk for listeners that don't know. A lot of our listeners are going to be super familiar with Disney World. And maybe you've maybe you've considered going for the day or adding a resort stay at Universal Orlando to the front or back of your Disney trip. And you just don't really understand how Universal works. So Universal has two dry parks. That's Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. They also have an amazing water park. The best probably in Orlando. Do you agree? Oh, the best in the United States, if not the world. Like, literally, (laughs) seriously. Fantastic water park. So Disney World has their two water parks. We barely, we rarely mention them on this show, but you can't do an episode about Universal and not talk about Volcano Bay. It is almost a must. You know, you almost have to, this is why Universal as an add-on for a single day works, but the experience isn't complete because you know, you didn't give yourself time to experience Volcano Bay or really just melt into the Wizarding World and spend endless time on Diagon Alley, things like that. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter is split into both dry parks, Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. They're split. One houses Diagon Alley and the other houses Hogsmeade. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. You can ride the Hogwarts Express between the parks if you have a park-to-park ticket. So the park situation is great. They don't have as many as Disney World, although... They are expanding and they have plans to add a new park uh, coming soon. Epic Universe, for those that don't know, and that's going to have some really incredible, as you were mentioning, Katie, IP and things that are going to make this an even more desirable destination. So where the parks are concerned, they're not as big or as they are themed. I would say outside of Wizarding World, they're not as well themed as Disney parks. Do you agree? I don't know. I mean, the Dr. Seuss area, come on. You you like feel like you were transported into a Dr. Seuss book in the Dr. Seuss area, right? Yeah, it, it, it's good. 
I like the comic book area too. Like, um, there's a whole, I think it's called the Marvel, excuse me, Marvel Superhero Island. That whole entire land, I feel like I'm a 90s kid that I'm hanging out with my older brothers that are really into the comic books and the superheroes. And we're like posing with Dr. Doom and we're meeting Captain America. Like, oh my gosh, I, I would say that Universal's themed areas, even outside of Harry Potter, are equally up to par as Disney. I think they both do them very, very well. Zeus Landing does give you a little bit of what Disney took away when they lost Toontown. Very much of that vibe. And I agree, that is super fun. I just, I don't know. I I don't feel... The Wizarding World is is the best themed area in all of Orlando. Well, I don't think there's any arguing that you could absolutely spend... you, You could spend your whole universal vacation in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and be perfectly pleased, right? Like, you feel completely immersed in those lands in Hogsmeade and in Diagon Alley. And I can't wait to see what they're going to do in the new epic universe, too, because I believe the rumor has it that they are expanding the Harry Potter um, IP over in that new park as well. And so you could spend an entire vacation just doing the Harry Potter stuff. There is a lot of other things to do that it's a great it's a great place to go. Right. But that said, I mean, Stacy and I have gone on uh, professional development trips to Universal as well. And that was like, what, five days? And we spent the majority of our time in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Right. Like, I'm not going to lie. It is great. I want to say that that you're speaking a lot about Harry Potter from your affection for Harry Potter. And I just want to reassure people that I have almost zero affection for Harry Potter other than Universal. (laughs) I really (laughs) had not read any of the books. I had not seen any of the movies before experiencing uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. So I went in completely blind to the fandom. and. I was blown away. I was still so impressed. It it really is the most immersive land. I will say, you know, Galaxy's Edge and Disney and Hollywood Studios has a similar feel. Um, so in that type of way, it's it's big. But Harry Potter, <laughs> the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is not as desert like. <laughs> it's so nice, and it, it's it's got a um, just a real cool vibe. And I'll say this, when I did start watching some of the Harry Potter movies after my experience at Universal, I was watching and I was like, oh my goodness, that's just like the theme park. <laughs> like the movie, it was like a reverse. It wasn't like I walked into the theme park and said, wow, this is just like being in the movie. I was at the theme park first and then watched the movie and I was like, wow, it's like they filmed at Universal. It is so immersive and so well done that it even complete non-Harry Potter fans like myself can enjoy and appreciate how amazing that world is. Yeah. We're going to definitely talk a little bit more about this as we get into our segments, break down some of the resort options, what the parks offer, what is the food situation at Universal and why or why not this is going to be a good add-on day trip or full vacation for your family at Universal Orlando when we come back from this break. Hey, Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast listeners. Have you joined our online communities yet? 
You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast, where we're connecting daily with listeners, answering questions, and sharing our favorite Disney memories. Joining one of our communities, especially on Facebook, is like pulling up your own chair and joining the conversation yourself. Why let Tuesday be the only day you hear from us? Come join us to continue episode conversations or maybe even tell us if you disagree with something we've said. We're planning trips, offering tips, and ready for you to pull up your chair. So follow the links in our show notes and join us at Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. All right, we are back and ready to dive into our sevens. This is going to be funny to do a dwarf twist on a universal topic, but I'm here for it. I'm ready. And we are, of course, going to pick up our conversation here. We were talking about these things that are making us happy about universal. And we'll just start with happy today. Um, as we so often do, I, I want to continue this Harry Potter conversation because I want to keep it at the front of our conversation because this is the poll. This is the best land. This is the best of Orlando. Not only is it, in my opinion, the best themed land. And I've already said I'm a Disney person through and through. I still think Wizarding World is by far done better than anything else, including, as Stacey mentioned, Galaxy's Edge. I think to have each park have a different part of this world and have the Hogwarts Express connect them is absolutely brilliant. And, you know, we just did a missed opportunity show a couple weeks ago here on the pod. And I have to say, I feel like if Disney owned Harry Potter, it would have been on our missed opportunity show. We would have said, you should have been able to ride the Hogwarts Express to different parks. It seems like such a no brainer and it's so smart and I love it. And I love that Universal did not mess that up. Did you know that Disney originally was going to be the ones that built the Harry Potter land? I actually yeah. did. And am I crazy to say that I'm kind of glad they didn't? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Universal did it way better. Universal just needed it. You know, they needed that so badly. And because of that, they just did it so well. Again, I really think the wizarding world would have been on our missed opportunity show in the wrong hands and being able to ride Hogwarts express. And it's a different experience when you ride it from islands of adventure to universal studios. And when you ride it from universal studios to islands of adventure, it's not the same because the kids on the Hogwarts Express are not riding the same experience. And Universal thought that through. And it's different. It's so smart. It's so well done. This is a spoiler alert, but I laugh every time we're riding the Hogwarts Express and they call us a bunch of first years. <laughs> yeah, totally. My muggle brain is like, oh my God, that's great. <laughs> and and I really didn't want this to be a comparison show between Disney, but it's only natural to mention the things we talk about on the show so often. And the cast members at Disney World are such of what make that experience so special. Not to knock anybody that's doing a great job at Universal at all, but I, I don't feel like it's as much of a known thing at Universal like it is at Disney where you know that you're immersed in the magic of your vacation destination with the exception of Harry Potter. I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> like I think obviously if you like Harry Potter or Stacey, I didn't even know that you had never been or you had never seen the Harry Potter movies prior to going to the parks. That's kind of incredible. You are really uh, you've got to be an exception there. I, I don't think a lot of people are going to the Wizarding World and, and they haven't seen the movies at this point. Um, but it's interesting that it can have that awesome effect because, you know, I obviously grew up, I'm of the, I'm, I'm that age where the books were being released as I was young and I was reading them as they were released. This has always been part of my life, you know, since I was in elementary school. So it's interesting to hear it from your perspective that it can be viewed like that. 
that would this will definitely just remind everyone of our age difference <laughs> it did not it was not really in my um generation of reading and i don't think that i'm so rare i get asked a good bit like can we can we enjoy universal if we aren't harry potter fans i have been asked that so i don't know that it's as rare as you think but maybe it's people my age, my same age that are kind of asking me that but the experience at Universal has caused me to start watching the movies and even reading the books um, through Audible. Uh, can we get a sponsorship? <laughs> um, <laughs> Hashtag not spawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's people, it sold me. It sold me on Harry Potter. Yeah, and what people don't realize, so we've talked about how incredibly themed they are, right? They did it right. It's immersive. You feel like you stepped right into the world. It's fantastic. But then they also went further and they got it right with the attractions yes food so first of all hagrid's motorbike mm. everyone will say that's their favorite coaster literally everyone whether it, you love thrill coasters or aren't such a thrill rider everyone loves hagrid's motorbike is it the best ride in orlando or is it guardians of the galaxy over at epcot or is it back and forth or is it whichever one you rode that day no 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 no, no. <laughs> it is hands down hagrid's it's hands down. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. It's great. But nothing beats the storytelling and the surprise elements on Hagrid's, in my opinion. And yeah. I will definitely say Hagrid's is way, way, way up there and definitely my number two. Um, so I'm I'm with you on that. I cannot put it above Guardians. Oh. However, they're to two totally different experiences. And in that respect, if you like the more traditional style coaster, Hagrid's would definitely be the top of the line. And I don't want to give away spoilers, but there are really surprising, wonderful um, experiences with Hagrid's that make it just a phenomenal ride. Yeah, I would love to keep it as spoiler free as possible because hopefully after listening to this, listeners want to to go to Universal because it really is worth experiencing and, and you should get that surprise mo those surprise moments on Hagrid's for sure so they got that right and then of course they have the race through Gringotts they have a little kid coaster I do think they there's room for more attractions mm -hmm. I would like to see some more come but I think it's fine for now because you it's not the only thing you're doing when you're in the wizarding world you're not just riding attractions you're also going to Ollivander's and you're doing the wand experience which my niece was selected to, they do a wand selection and I don't want to, again, I don't want to do too many spoilers, but if you've seen the movie, you know that that's a thing. My niece was selected for it. Totally highlight of her trip, one of the best moments of her life because she's a big Potterhead, but she's not the only person that's been selected for it. Yeah, I um, I was going to talk about this for our bashful segment, actually, but I'll, I'll talk about it now. It. No, we can totally save it. You want to come back? Yeah, let's save it. <laughs> okay, let's so, and then once you get a wand, you know, performing spells on Diagon Alley, I've had families say to me, well, you know, I have a little kid who really can't ride anything. My older one wants to ride. I'm like, listen, grab a butterbeer, get your kiddo a wand, let your big kid go and ride with whomever's going to take them and take your little kid and, and spend the day drinking butterbeer and eating ice cream and casting spells along Diagon Alley. And you will not be bored and you will have a wonderful wonderful day. In fact, if you don't do that, I don't think you're doing it right. You have to build in that time. If you're just approaching the wizarding world, like a normal theme park where you run from attraction to attraction and you miss the little things, you're doing it wrong. I think that's a great way just to spend your day. There's like a ton of different spells that you can go and do different places, but I don't want you to think that it's like everybody line up in the spot 
and move the wand the right way and everybody gets the same thing because that's not the case like the um the spells will change like they spontaneously change i don't know what it is that triggers that but um for example we were casting spells at a wishing well which made like water come out of these little frogs mouths and i was standing there while my husband was trying out my wand it just spit water out of a different place and i got wet and i was like what that didn't happen the last like five times someone was casting a spell but there's like there are a lot of hidden little fun things all throughout the wizarding world of harry potter I would actually say that the thing, if I'm picking one spot in all of Universal Orlando that makes me happiest, it's probably in Diagon Alley, you can visit Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. And that shop is just completely, like, out of your imagination. Like, they have fireworks in the ceiling, um, those little... I don't know what they're called, the little poofy animals. Like they make a big deal about kids adopting them and they name them. And oh my gosh, it's just, oh, it's so cute. I love it. I love it. It's great. And it's it's more than just attractions. It's more than just shops. It's more than just food. Although they do have the leaky cauldron and the three broomsticks, things right out of the books that you can eat at. So yeah, it just makes me super happy. They got it right. And it doesn't matter how old you are. And it doesn't matter if you are already familiar with Harry Potter. They got it right. And there's something for everyone to enjoy. Staying in happy and continuing here, just thinking about Universal and the things that they do well and that make me happy. We have a big amusement park here. I've talked about it a few times on the show where I live. We have massive roller coasters, lots of them. And we just got a giga coaster this year, which is very rare to have a giga coaster. Um, And I'm here for it. I'm here for all the loops, all the hills, everything. Universal has it. Universal has massive coasters, fun attractions, uh, far more so than any other Orlando destination. You know, I'm usually on the show talking about like my perspective as a mom of little ones. And what I love about Universal is it allows me to express that thrill junkie side of myself that I was talking about earlier. Like, is it a park that my little kiddos can experience to the fullest the same way that I can? Mm, Maybe not. But I get to actually be Katie for once instead of mom. And I love that about Universal. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Can they experience it in the same way? Absolutely not. Is there plenty of them to experience for sure? But it is fun to let go and explore that side of yourself. And I love that it is sort of separated. You know, it isn't all baby toddler friendly all over the parks. It's friendly, sure, but it's not for them to enjoy in the same way it is for you. And like the Incredible Hulk coaster, so fun. Mm -hmm. So great. For sure. My husband and I, so for his birthday this year, I took him to uh, Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure that day, and we spammed <laughs> the Hulk coaster. We got in the single rider line, and we just like kept going on it again and again and again, and it was great. Like, if there's a coaster that has a soundtrack to it, that like extra layer of immersion, just like it gives me goosebumps. I love it. And so that's what I love about the Hulk coaster, especially is that it has that like epic sounding soundtrack with it. And you just feel like, oh man, I am soaring through the air right now on this like Hulk adrenaline rush. Yeah, it's fantastic. They really got it right with the thrill rides. And I like that that's something that really sets them apart. If we're still talking on happy uh, and you're talking about thrill rides, I was going to say that that is in my um, my happy is that, of course, we've already mentioned Hagrid's. It is such a fantastic ride, but we have not yet mentioned Velocicoaster. And when we were comparing Hagrid's to Guardians of the Galaxy, 
there's actually a, it, particularly in my little circle, um, a, a little bit of a uh, competition on whether it's Hagrid's or Velocicoaster as the better ride. Now, I know in my old age, which one I choose, it's definitely <laughs> Hagrid's. <laughs> but Velocicoaster, and I can appreciate anyone who says it is the best coaster because it is the most intense, the most thrilling roller coaster I have ever been on in my entire life. For that reason, I can't put it at number one because it just shakes me up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, when I say that, I don't mean in a, um, I don't mean in a Space Mountain type of way. It shakes me up. I mean, as in a, my insides are gonna feel bruised kind of way. Like it's so <laughs> smooth. It is so smooth, and it is so amazing. But it is really, really intense, and there's a lot of upside down. So. You know, I don't feel like that's a spoiler so much as it is a warning. <laughs> you do need oh to be God. okay with going upside down on Velocicoaster. Um, but it is absolutely so fast, so smooth, so thrilling with drops and flips and twists and turns. It is amazing. It is, is incredible. And you can't see me right now, but I am like on the edge of my seat, like completely bubbling at the thought of Velocicoaster because it is just that good. Like, oh, I love all of the different twists and everything in it. And it is so fast. And oh, I love Velocicoaster. If if I had to choose between Velocicoaster and Hagrid's, I personally would choose Velocicoaster because I want that high thrill factor. Like I am willing to wait really long for Velocicoaster because I know it's going to pay off for me. Yeah, I want the high thrill as well. I'm so glad you mentioned it, Stacey, because I think it's really, frankly, ballsy of Universal to build these extreme attractions in a destination that they also are trying to say is, bring your kids here, you know, bring your small kids here. And they really are working hard at the balancing act because, you know, we say all of that and somebody might think, well, this is not a place for my kids. Yes, it is. It's a place for everyone, truly. And Velocicoaster, it's got to be, I don't know the statistic on, you know, where it falls nationally let's say as a coaster but you know in intensity and things like that but it, it's quite thrilling <laughs> and the line is you know is long so there are enough thrill junkies and we're some of we we are among them that want to experience that uh it is included with the express pass now however it is whereas it for a while it was when it was new they did not allow the express pass to be used with velocicoaster and it, it has now been included so um, currently, it is Hagrid's as the only um, is the only ride that you cannot use the Express Pass for. Yeah, you can't for Hagrid's motorbike. That's right. And for those that don't know, uh, Express Passes are Universal's version of Genie Plus and Lightning Lane that we've talked about here on the show. It's that front of line access. There are a few ways you can get it, uh, which we will cover for sure. So Islands of Adventure has better themed lands than Universal Studios. Islands of Adventure is the park where you're going to find Seuss Landing. It's where you're going to find Jurassic, the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World things. Uh, Toon Lagoon is there. So they really have two really pretty kid-friendly areas on that side. Uh, the Superheroes Marvel Island is over there. Hogsmeade is the part of Harry Potter that's in Islands of Adventure. And I actually do prefer Diagon Alley, which is on the Universal Studios side. Uh, but other than that, I think all the theming in Islands of Adventure is a little stronger. I mm -hmm. do think when it comes to Universal Studios as a park, the main thing to visit there is really just going to be Diagon Alley. I think that park mm -hmm. needs continued facelifts and continued evolution. I just don't think it's as strong as a, of, a, of a park. Um, 
but we can talk about that in grumpy. Actually, is there anything else you want to talk about in happy or can we start to transition that? Before we leave happy, we got to talk about deals because promotions are a really big factor um, for planning a vacation, right? And Disney runs a a lot of promotions as well. I'm not knocking it. But I really feel that Universal is stronger whenever it comes to the deals that they offer. You can stack your promotions very easily on with Universal Orlando. They have like length of stay uh, discounts. They have, they are often running promotions that is like buy two days, get three days free of tickets. Like they are very, very good promotions and very good deals. Even before promotions, I think that Universal is a more affordable way to go. Like if one-to-one, if you're comparing a family suite at, let's say, All-Star Music versus a family suite at Surfside Inn or Dockside Inn, you are going to be paying less money for that family suite. And in my opinion, I think the ones at Universal are better. Like you have your own dedicated spot to sit and eat. Like they have a picnic table and stuff. The theming is still really great. You have a kitchenette and everything. I really like those family suites over at Universal, but also I like them better for the price point. If you're a family that has to stay in a family suite, like Universal's got it for sure. Yeah, we're going to talk about that when we get to Sleepy, absolutely, because I have a lot of thoughts about that as well. But the deals are good and the deals are plentiful and you're going to want to use them when Universal does open that new park. When Epic Universe opens, it's going to have Super Mario World, Super Nintendo Oh World. my gosh, we have to, yes, we have to talk about yeah. Super Nintendo World because I'm a video game <laughs> I'm yes. I'm dying over this. This is, you know, my brother and I spent 12 hour days in our basement playing Super Nintendo. You yes. Know, we had garden gloves that we would wear so our fingers and, and palms didn't go raw from working. <laughs> you know, we were we were huge into Mario and I cannot wait. You know, this is already open in Japan. This is already open in California. This will open in 2025 is what it's slated for in Florida. We are talking today about Universal Orlando. Most listeners may already know Universal also has a park in California and in Hollywood. At that park, they opened their Wizarding World of Harry Potter first. And that park is small. It it doesn't have a lot of room for expansion. And that Harry Potter is cool, but it's small. And... I cannot wait to see how much different the Super Nintendo world is going to be in Florida than it is um, on the on the small scale that it is in California right now. Because I have so many things in my head that I'm thinking this could happen and this could happen. And because Universal got Harry Potter so right, I really anticipate them getting this right. Oh, they are for sure going to get it right. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that, like, I am a bigger video game nerd than most people <laughs> in my spare time. I'm usually a pretty strong limb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um, I have to say that as like a 90s kid who, you know, like I said, I grew up watching my older brothers play and playing myself like that theming that is so strong in Harry Potter is going to be equally strong in the Super Nintendo world. Where else can you go? That you walk through a warp pipe and then on the other side of the pipe it's um princess peach's castle from super mario and on n64 like it's 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 just incredible it is so mind-blowing there is so much value there i cannot wait until it opens i can't wait to collect coins i can't wait to go through warp pipes i cannot wait to fight about i'm here for literally all of it 
all of it. So Katie, I agree. You are going to be the bigger gamer here. However, I'm going to take the crown when it comes to the OG gamer. The, I was a kid growing up in the 80s when Atari came out, when uh, <laughs> we played the Odyssey, uh, which was a Radio Shack game. <laughs> was a Radio but are Shack you forgetting version. about the Commodore? Because I love uh, Commodore. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, they're not then, getting you know, a arcade and arcades like we were there. And so when Nintendo released and it was the 8 bit and you could buy it and it had the Super Mario with Duck Hunt on the same thing. My mm. sister and I, we told our parents we needed this game and we scoured our house for anything and everything we could sell at a yard sale. We held a yard sale strictly for the purpose of raising the money to go buy this Nintendo, which we did. And when you talk about hours and hours of playing games, we played that thing and it was before you could save the game. So we would get so far down to which world we were in and Mario. And let me tell you how thrilling it was to be playing a game that you did not know what was coming and you were finding your secret drops in the the um, pipes and oh my goodness it was so amazing and when you could find where you could warp man it was it was so wonderful and and all the bowser battles were just epic and like the whole family and your friends would come over and just stand around and watch and when you'd finally win it was just it was just a party and it was so fun so i i will grab that crown myself as the og um, so I'm so my Here. sister and I, my sister is not a big theme parks person at all. Like I have to, I had to beg her to go with me to Disney. I'm like, look, this is my job. You have to come. <laughs> so, but I will not have to beg her to go see Super Mario. It will be, we will, we'll probably cry. It'll be like, I just can't believe it. This is our childhood. So yeah, yeah. it is going I hope to, I get be, to go. yeah, epic. I hope I get to go. Yeah. With my brother. And I think a lot of people will feel that way that they hope they get to go with the person that they played Mario with. It's yes. going to be a whole new layer. I can't wait. So I'm going to transition into grumpy. I started talking about this a little bit. Not a lot makes me super grumpy, but one thing that really does is I, I do feel like Universal Studios as a park needs better. You know, the themed lands are are just kind of, they're not immersive. They're not super fun. It's like New York, Hollywood, San Francisco, you know, they have the Simpsons Springfield area, but how many people do you know that really love and relate to the Simpsons where it needs its whole own? I mean, I know it's iconic and that's great, but does it need its own land? You know, no. The first time I ever went to Universal Studios was back in 2008. And that's whenever the Simpsons area was like brand new. And that's like what they were attracting people with. And I, I've never been a huge Simpsons fan. Forgive me. Um, I know that it has a huge cultural following and I respect that. But we were just kind of like, eh. Like, and even with my husband and I, whenever we went this July for his birthday, I was like, can can you actually walk into Moe's bar? And you can. You can go into Moe's bar and it's cool. But like we stepped in for maybe a minute, took it in, and then we were like, all right, that was fine. <laughs> yeah, I just think again, I'm gonna go back to saying if Wizarding World didn't come to Universal, I think, you know, there's a good chance those parks would have started to just go down, you know, like I, it rejuvenated them and gave them life. And now other things like Velocicoaster are being involved in and given attention to sort of match what they created with Harry Potter. But at Universal, I, I just don't feel it. It's a lot of 3D simulation rides. It's a lot of, it's a big lack of innovation, imagination. You know, I, I just think it's lacking, except for yeah. Diagon Alley. 
I really yeah. feel like there was a shift with Universal, and I feel like probably everybody can see it, where there was that time period where The Simpsons was the brand new thing, and that was like 2008, and it was kind of like, okay, that's fine, but it, it misses the mark. Let's just be honest. It misses the mark a little bit. But then as soon as they got the Harry Potter stuff, where we're talking like, what, 2012-ish around there, um, the, like, I really feel like they stepped up their game the whole way around. And so now the Jurassic World area is incredible, too. And, you know, the Dr. Seuss area, like, so many of the areas are incredible. But they're, like you mentioned, there's a lot that are lacking, especially those, like, city-themed ones. Like, nobody is planning a trip to go there. Nobody. Yeah. You know, and that is a problem to me because, you know, when you look at the four Disney parks, you could find plenty of people to support an argument that would say, I'm planning my trip to go specifically here. And that is not happening at Universal. Nobody's like, I got to go to Universal Studios Orlando. No, you don't. You know, you want to go to Diagon Alley and you want to see some of the other things that Islands of Adventure has to offer. They have that new Minion land. It's brand new in Universal Studios, which is cool. And I know kids love Minions, but is Minions as big of a hit? As Universal wants it to be. I do. I was going to say that. I don't think it's as big as they they like, want us they, to think it is. <laughs> yeah, I think they really want us to think Minions is huge. But like, I mean, my kids think the Minions are cute, but they like they're never asking to watch Minions, be Minions, experience Minions. Like, you have a point. So, so while we're in Grumpy and and mentioning some of these things that. The thing that has I have on my list for Grumpy is their nighttime shows. They have great ones when they show them. Yeah. When they show their nighttime shows is really kind of rare these days. Um, I've been on a couple of trips lately that we did not get to see fireworks at all. And that is really disappointing. Um, my next trip there will be uh, during the time that they'll have, they've got uh, Halloween Horror Nights running. And that's, that is going to be why they're not having these shows. Um, so they can close the park and get ready for Halloween Horror Nights. However, you know, like Disney, the, when we have the Christmas parties and things happening over at Magic Kingdom and they'll have to change out when Happily Ever After is available. It's not every night of the week. It's not like the whole season, there's no Happily Ever After. It's on occasion. Well, at Universal, it seems to be that they just quit it all together. Like there's just no fireworks on those nights. I mean, you know, during that season. So that's really grumpy to me. Um, and I will say too, and we've mentioned this a few times that like, yes, it's, it is kid friendly. You can bring your kids. You can bring your kids, but I will say that when I took, um, when I went with my kids and grandbaby uh, a few months ago, we had a baby that she was able to really not participate in anything. So yeah. somebody had to stand back, even on the smallest of rides, even in Seuss Landing on very small, you know, it's a small world type rides. Mm -hmm. She was not able to ride with us. And I, that made me a little grumpy because I'm like, seriously <laughs> like seriously we can't just hold her in our laps to ride through this so um so that's definitely a grumpy for me as well I have yeah. to I have to build on that because that's the whole reason that I haven't taken my kids to Universal is for us to take our family of five to Universal Studios or Islands of Adventure for one day it's it's pretty pricey um but i can't i can't justify taking my three kids yet even though my kids are tall we're very tall people <laughs> um it's still not worth it in my opinion to take them and i i want to have the opposite opinion so badly because i still think there is a lot for them to go do like we mentioned about casting the spells they do have some um splash pads there's also like character meet and greets and things like that like there's plenty of other things for your kid to 
to do, but to actually ride and you're in a park where they know that you're excited for the rides, like there's not a ton of rides for kids to do until they're usually like six or seven ish around that age. And, you know, the app is not as user friendly. It doesn't do as much at Universal. Um, You don't link your reservation and you don't see all of that. The dining experiences are not quite as good as they are at Disney or they're not as Maybe that's a happy thing for some because it's not this really competitive dining reservation atmosphere like it is with Disney World. But also, you know, there's only a couple experiences that I would really recommend you even have a reservation for anyway. You know, you have um, Toothsome over at City Walk and Mythos is really good. Other than that, you know, do some quick service. I was going to say, actually, Cafe 4, which is a character dining experience with the superheroes, I might argue that that might be a better character dining than some Disney character dining experience. Yeah, that's there. And that's, that is newly back. That was gone for a little while, and it's newly back. So sometimes I forget about that one. But yeah, it doesn't have that draw, and I really do like food a lot. So... You know, and that's fine. You focus on other yeah. things, but it, it could be better. And like I said, like you have paper tickets uh, that you pick up when you get to the park. You can link them in your app like once you get them, but it's really not. There's no point in that point. No yeah. point in doing it. You don't need to do it. Yeah. And so it's just a weird kind of system. App is a little bit hard to read, maneuver. So yeah, those are my grumpies. Like, Nothing grumpy enough to deter a visit, you know, but just some nitpicks. Forgive me. I hate paying for parking, especially since Disney has lifted their, you don't pay to park if you're staying at a resort and stuff like that. You still do pay to park at the resorts at Universal, which I'm like, eh, I wish we didn't have to do that. But as a local, like even if I wanted to go check out City Walk, why am I paying to park to go check out City Walk? Like I can go to Disney Springs and not pay to park, but I can't go take my kids to Tucson or Big Fire or Voodoo Donuts or something like that because I don't I don't want to pay to park. I'll go to Disney Springs first. <laughs> yeah, nothing so big that I wouldn't go, but definitely a couple things. Okay. I want to go into Sleepy now because it's my favorite. You know, the resorts, here's the biggest things you need to know. There's four resort categories at uh, Universal, which is different than Disney. There are value resorts, and then they have what they call prime value preferred and premier premier obviously is going to be like those deluxe resorts that we talk about with disney world except when you stay premier which um the price is right you know it's it's still higher but i it's higher than the others but i think it's lower on average than what you get at most disney deluxe and you get included express passes the express passes that get you to the front of the line not just included express pass included express unlimited unlimited pass Yes. Correct. Universal has unlimited and regular express. Regular express passes, you're going to get one entry to the attractions that are covered under the past. Unlimited, you can use it multiple times. And it's included with your stay at a premier resort, which just makes it so much easier to decide to stay premier. And listeners know I value that a lot. And when you have something else that's, you know, the price is right. And there's this other factor that you're going to save literally hundreds of dollars by rolling it in, you know, like it, it becomes included with your resort. It's so it's often cheaper for a family to stay premier and include the express passes than it would be to stay value and buy the express passes. So I love that they make it so easy. The resorts are in the value level. They have the endless summer Surfside and Dockside Inn and Suites. Those are two separate resorts, like sister resorts, sort of. They're kind of far outside of the park area. They're not far. They're just kind of across the highway, but 
to me, those resorts are very much not in universal. You know, they're very much like around them. They're surrounded by touristy things and not universal things. And it, it doesn't really feel universal to me, but they do. Katie mentioned have suites. They do have good pricing and they do offer transportation to the parks. All of these resorts do. The res- all resorts will either have buses, walkability or water taxis. So that's great. Their bus system is really great. It is very, it's, it, and this has just been my experience. I'm not saying that they, they don't sometimes have uh, hiccups, but they, their buses are running. You're not waiting very long for buses. At least that has been my experience. They are, they've got that bus system down. And I think yeah. part of it is because it is very close. We, you were mentioning that the um, dockside and Surfside are a little farther out. They're a little bit on their own, but not very far. And the bus does not have to travel far for when you, when they pick you up and get you to the parks, it's not a very long ride. So that really keeps the buses showing right back up at ready to pick you up. You don't ever have to wait very long. Yeah. And then the prime value level is going to have Cabana Bay, which is very close to Volcano Bay, that water park we were talking about and Aventura Hotel, which is a really cool, futuristic type looking place. Really fun. Then you have one preferred resort. It's always funny to me that there's one resort in this preferred category Mm -hmm. and the price is, is better than Premier, but it's close enough that I'm like, you should probably just stay premier and get the express pass. Yeah. Uh, but that, but that resort is Lowe's uh, Sapphire Falls, beautiful resort, but I do find that there is much argument to be made to stay elsewhere. And then the premier resorts, you have the hard rock hotel, hard rock hotel has all the premier resorts have these amazing kid suites. My family is booked in one mm-hmm. uh, for spring break this year. And I cannot wait. They're over the top theming, but in a premier level. So something I think Disney is lacking a little bit, you know, the over the top theming in a deluxe resort for a suite. You have a rockstar family suite at the Hard Rock Hotel where you can rent rockstar equipment, a guitar, a microphone, and it has a stage and you can put on a show. Absolutely really incredible. So amazing. Uh, Lowe's Royal Pacific Resort. This is uh, where we'll be staying. We have a Jurassic World family suite and the beds look like those like sphere like yeah. <laughs> whatever they're called whatever yeah. those are called that in the jurassic cartoon and movies the kids are in or the, the people are in and they're safe from the dinosaurs the beds look like those uh and there's dinosaurs everywhere my son's going to love it and then the last one is portofino lowe's portofino bay hotel which is gorgeous Mm-hmm. absolutely stunning one of the most beautiful resorts in all of orlando and it has minion family suites so you get th- those minions that are such a hit <laughs> those rooms are super cute i have to say like the, the little rocket beds oh my gosh i love yeah. it they are and these resorts are all convenient they're all comfortable they're all great I can't say enough about how I feel about these resorts because I even think on the value level, they're a great experience. Sometimes I just feel like there's such a wide gap at Disney World when it comes from the value tier to the deluxe tier. And here, I really feel like you're getting a great, pretty equal experience at all, uh, other than those perks that you're getting at the Premier. And the Premier resorts really, truly are gorgeous. If I were going to splurge and do a universal stay, I would definitely stay at a premier tier resort because those unlimited express passes are just completely worth it. You are going to save so much time in the parks and get to do so much more that I 
absolutely feel it's worth it at um, any of the Universal Resorts is you get one full hour of early park entry. And that's a lot of time for you to go hit Hagrid's and Velocicoaster and those ones that usually rack up a a long wait time um, later in the day. I love hitting those for that full hour of early park entry to get that early park entry. There have to be staying on site at a Universal owned hotel. And because we mentioned that Hagrid's is not included in express express passes it is so great to have that early entry you get in an hour early you go straight to Hagrid's period you do it you check it for the day it's fantastic and uh, you're already ahead of the game check it for the morning because you're gonna ride it again in the afternoon and then again in the evening (laughs) butter beer you get you get hot butter beer in the morning like as as like your morning hot drink and then you get (laughs) frozen butter beer in the afternoon heat and then you get regular cold butter beer just in the evening there you go <laughs> your whole day's planned oh my days revolve around like food and beverage you know this so a couple other just notes about these resorts we've already touched on good uh transportation and perks katie you mentioned you can text the front desk what I love that. incredible thing i, I mean it text- is the best why is this not a thing everywhere? Honestly, yeah. uh, Aventura that I mentioned that futuristic type resort actually has a robot. Yes. will deliver food and items to you. It's so cute. Also, yeah. What, what kids don't want to, what adults don't want to see that. I mean, it's pretty and I was like, what do we need? We need to ask the robot to send us something. Exactly. You'll be coming <laughs> up with things like, how can we get the robot to our room? Cabana Bay has a lazy river, which I love because at Disney, you have to be staying deluxe to get the resort that has the Lazy River. But at Universal, it's Cabana Bay. How cool is that? They also have a bowling alley there. Like if you're not yeah. if you're not comfortable splurging to that premier tier, uh, that Cabana Bay is where it's at. It's walkable with views to Volcano Bay, and yeah. I just love that. love it. You get your yeah. own private security entrance into Volcano Bay too. Like it's it's great. <laughs> Yep, so good. You know, so much space all... in your room. Like it's really still has a little living area and a little kitchen. Like it's it's really amazing at the price point that it is what all it provides. It is it's a great resort. And I'll just say the argument to be made for split stay at Universal. Stay at Cabana Bay, save some money and do Vol- Volcano Bay first. Do one night premiere. Just one. And you get two days, right? Check in and check out day of unlimited yeah. express passes and make those your dry park days. So, you know, there are lots of ways to do it. Your smart mom's agent can help strategize it. So can't say Well, you're to- all up in my dock because that is mine with a split stay is that if you stay and we did ju- this just in January, we stayed at Dockside one night and then we stayed at Royal Pacific the next night. And that gave us two days of the Universal Express Pass. Because really? you get it on your check-in day and your check-out day. So it was for a three-day trip as far as like we were in the park for three days. We had two of those days covered with the Universal Express Pass, yet we saved money by only having to stay at the Premier Resort one night. It was awesome. Perfect. And it's a great way to segue into Doc and talk about some of these strategies. Uh, If you're thinking about planning a trip to Universal and and booking a package and you want to stay on site, we can dive deep into those resorts and find the best fit for your family for sure. But absolutely, including one night premiere is such a smart strategy, a doc tip when it comes to Universal. Just kind of going to rattle these off a little bit and and tell me if you have anything you all want to add. Universal has the Superstar Shuttle. That's going to be transportation from MCO. 
Disney used to have the Magical Express. It's gone. You have to do third party. So while the Superstar Shuttle is not free, it is a universal product. So it's something you can include in your package. The other thing too is that Universal offers a service that if you're staying at Disney, they do have a bus service that will come pick you up at your Disney resort too, which Disney doesn't offer that the other way around. (laughs) Great. You can do a Harry Potter package. If you are a deep, you have a Potterhead in your family, you can do a Harry Potter package. It's smart. Get more out of your Harry Potter experience. Keepsakes and everything. There's a photo package. Hold on. Special box. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, Park to park ticket. I briefly mentioned this. Park to park is the term that Universal uses that's similar to park hopper at Disney World, where you can visit more than one dry park per day. You can ride the Hogwarts Express only if you have a park to park ticket because it the Wizarding World spans both parks. You can't yeah. ride the Hogwarts Express from one to the other if you don't have that ticket. So that's a must. Yep. Very little reason to do a single base ticket at Universal. There's like yeah. no reason. <laughs> and you know, that um Hogwarts Express, you know, would we those of us who plan our Disney based on like park hopping and that type of thing. And you kind of would not really go back and forth, back and forth with Hogwarts Express. You actually can, you can really spread out and think about uh, islands of adventure and universal as almost one big park with, you just get from one side of it to the other with Hogwarts Express. And I definitely am in both of them back and forth. It could easily happen a couple of times in a day. And it's really, it's convenient and it's a fun way to save yourself a few steps. I agree. They're so close together. Like using the park to park at Universal and Islands of Adventure is, it's a no brainer with how close together they are. Like you just have to do it. And I mean, we're kind of eliminating the part of the conversation here about Volcano Bay. Like there's two park, park to park, and there's three park, park to park, which gives you even more flexibility to hit Volcano Bay. And I would tell you, you got to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to talk just a minute here about Volcano Bay. Even if you don't love water parks, let's say water parks aren't usually your thing. I would still encourage you to bump up to that three park, park to park, park to park ticket, because it is just so worth it. There are so many innovations happening at Volcano Bay that make it a great experience for the entire family. If you want to talk about like where Universal is kid friendly, like Volcano Bay is a thousand percent it. On top of that, they have the Tapu Tapu where um, you're never waiting in line for a slide. You just tap in and it'll say, oh, okay, the wait's like 30 minutes for the slide. You go get a drink at the pool bar. You go hang out in the lazy river. You hang out in the wave pool. You have your kids walk through the volcano. Like there's so much that you can do while you're waiting for your turn to ride the slide. And so Volcano Bay is just such a such a singular experience. I would highly encourage you to try it. 100% agree. It is fantastic. Yeah. So a couple other things, doc strategies, or just tips that, you know, helpful tips. Uh, Universal has sunscreen complimentary. Uh, barcode ordering food from your chairs at yeah. the pool, at your resorts, and swim diapers for your little ones. Yes. That's huge value added to your vacation. There are so many things Universal is doing right. So fun. Pool games, just like at Disney, but better prizes. You can win slushies. <laughs> the prime value guests that in those resorts that we talked about, they can actually pool hop. So you can experience multiple pools, which is not something you can do at Disney. And experience a pool that's not at the resort you're staying at. So there are so many tips that make a universal vacation even better. And I think some of the times people are sneezy, avoiding universal because they just don't know these things. Yeah, let's use that as a transition into sneezy because people are sneezy about Universal when they shouldn't be. And hopefully we've laid out a lot of reasons why. 
I think that the only reasons I think most people are sneezy or or what mine are, are number one, a mentality of it's not Disney. You know, we tried to not make this a comparison show and we really have it. We've highlighted Universal and why it stands on its own, but the conversation naturally drifts there and mentality naturally drifts there as well. So thinking it's not going to compare. Um, I also think a lot of people maybe don't know this, but one of you don't one of you have a motion sensor emotion yeah yeah Yeah. and that's exactly what I have written down for sneezy there are a lot of screen rides at Universal and that is my big trigger I can't I'm fine with like literally motion like put me on Velocicoaster I'm mostly fine (laughs) but the screen rides are a no-no for me um and some some screen rides are worse than others and so I've had people try to talk me into it like this one's gonna be fine this one's not as bad as the other one and they're all killer for me so um Forbidden Journey which I hear is pretty cool um I've ridden it but I have no idea if it's really cool or not because it was so I was instantly sick on it (laughs) and so I just had my eyes closed the whole time and I was just praying to get off (laughs) so I really do wish that there weren't quite so many screen rides because there's several things that I I just cannot experience. But yeah, so that's my sneezy for sure. Yeah. I think the main sneezy in general is just thinking it's not Disney or my kids can't enjoy it. And we've talked about why those things are not valid. So don't be sneezy about Universal, right? I mean, right? Yeah. Right. I feel like this is a good opportunity to, to switch into bashful because some things that people are sneezy about, they're also bashful about. Um, like, for example, Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, if you're not familiar, Universal does offer seasonal, like, a- after-hours sorts of events and things like that. And so one of those is Halloween Horror Nights, and it is definitely not Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Uh, going for the thrills, you're going for the scare houses, and I'm a little sneezy about that because I'm avoiding those. <laughs> I'm also a little bashful because I, I'm afraid to admit that I don't want to go to Halloween Horror Nights. It does I'm have with a you. huge following. It does have a huge following. I People know. are lining up to go to it and go to it multiple times. They're um, dying but- to get in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm from the Midwest and haunted houses are like such a thing here. We have people that just want to be the most scared they can be. I am not one of those people. I'm not going, but I know that the crowd for it is huge. There's an audience well, and that wants it. And the theming, when we talk about theming, like they have a Stranger Things house. And I really would love to see that. We're huge Stranger Things fans. But yeah, I am way too chicken. I, I do not want anybody to jump out at me at all about anything. And this is definitely a jump scare type of thing. So <laughs> just really not my thing. But it is super well done. If you're into that at all, this is going to be top notch. Universal does offer Grinchmas also, which some people argue that Grinchmas is better than how Disney does Christmas. I'm excited to see like the Who's in Whoville. And I've heard the Grinch is like, he's sassy. He's he's really entertaining for Grinchmas. The other seasonal offering that Universal Orlando does is Mardi Gras. And that's a really big deal. They have like the Mardi Gras parades and they throw the beads and stuff. Obviously, it's a family friendly version of it. (laughs) (laughs) You can actually book a dining package where you can participate in the parade. You can be in the Mardi Gras parade in Universal and your kids can throw beads to other kids and everything. And they actually have like a food festival that's happening during during Mardi Gras as well. Did you guys know that? Yeah, yeah. 
And um, I had a client who just recently did the Mardi Gras parade and out of the entire experience at Universal, which they loved so much, the parade was their favorite thing. They said it was really magical to be able to be a part of the float. They said the food that they had for their dining experience was exceptional. And that was just without a doubt their favorite things. I've also heard from friends that have allergy concerns like food allergies that the festival that they hold for Mardi Gras is like the gluten-free options and things like that are better than what they have experienced at like Epcot for their food and wine and things like that. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It is. I, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I, uh, I also just think I want to drive home the point that people are bashful about universal because they just don't know. They, yep. they know about Disney that, you know, most people, even if you've never been, know a lot about Disney and that is not the case for Universal. And there are hidden gems and things that you need to know. We can help you not be clueless. And Katie, why don't you tell your, tell your story here? We'll circle back to close out Bashful. Okay. So here's my Bashful moment at Universal. My husband and I, like I said, we were there recently for his birthday. It's a big deal for a lot of Potterheads to get to, to experience the Ollivander's wand ceremony that you mentioned that your niece got chosen for. I just assumed that mostly children got chosen to participate in the wand ceremony. I did not think that they really chose adults for that. And so Matt and I just sort of snuck into a show. I was like, hey, let's just go see this. I think it would be cute for you to to experience. And I was chosen (laughs) to to be the participant for the wands. I was like, me? Really? (laughs) But I was a little bashful about it. I did buy my wand after the ceremony because how can you not after your wand chooses you, right? The wand chooses the wizard. I had to take it. That's all true. That's all fun. Uh, let's close out our sevens. Let's talk about Dopey and the mistakes you can make. We've really touched on all of them. Uh, number one, I think a Dopey mistake is making this a single day experience. Can you do it? Should you do it? For sure. If that's the only option, for sure. Is this better as a uh, couple nights stay and, and experiencing all that there is to offer? Yes. And undervaluing that is the number one Dopey mistake you can make. Uh, second Dopey mistake, talked about it a lot, but I want to drive the point home, not getting the park to park ticket because who doesn't want to go to Hogwarts? I mean, do you, I know my house. I have been sorted many times into the same house. I know my, my kids' houses. I know my wife's house. Who doesn't want to go to Hogwarts? Everybody wants to go to Hogwarts. And for any smart moms, travel agents listening today, our hidden Mickey at Universal will be Hogwarts. And I think you got to do it. You got to ride it. You got to go to Volcano Bay. These are the things you need to do. Yeah, I would say don't skip Volcano Bay. I really feel like it's the best water park in the United States, but I already talked about that. And the other thing I was going to say is don't skip the meet and greets. Um, that, I think it's a dopey mistake to go to Universal with little kids and like not participate in that. They're so easy. They're out and about. They're walking around. You can usually interact with them very easily. Um, I love meeting Captain America, Spider-Man, all of them. Like you got to take part in the character meet and greets. Everybody should visit Universal. We're going to take yes. uh, <laughs> We're gonna take our last break. We come back. We'll hit the lightning lane or express pass. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, hold up. Looking for the ultimate Disney and Universal experience? What about vacations on both the West and East Coasts? Look no further, it's Christiany, one of your podcast co-hosts that'll take you along on my coast-to-coast adventures like never before. Come follow along on Instagram at the Polyjuice Princess, your go-to source for all things Disney and Universal. From the iconic castle at Disney to the thrilling rides at Universal Studios, I've got you covered. Shoot me a DM with the word podcast to receive exclusive content for my followers. See you real soon. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I know you're ready to get back to the podcast, but I've got something very simple for you to do. Join my Facebook group, Disney Planning Made Simple. I'm Stacy, one of your podcast hosts, and I have a sweet, friendly Facebook group made for those of us who thrive in the simple pleasures of life. Things like family, food, and Disney. Join at facebook.com slash groups slash Disney Made Simple or follow with the link in the show notes. We'll be so happy to see you there. All right, we are back and ready for, we're not calling this the lightning lane today because we're trying to really dive into Universal. They don't have a lightning lane. They have an express pass. And so we're going to do this express pass round. Quick answers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Stacey, ready? I'm ready. All right, Katie, how do you take your butterbeer? Hot, cold, or frozen? Or ice cream? Frozen, a thousand percent. Stacey? Frozen for sure. It's delicious. I think I'm hot. Butterbeer or pumpkin juice? Oh, I love pumpkin juice. I do love pumpkin juice. No, butterbeer for me. Yeah. I don't know. Toss up. Uh, what do you prefer, Katie, Hagrid's or Velocicoaster? Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going with Velocicoaster, but that's oh, a close one. That's a big statement. Stacey, same question. Definitely Hagrid's. Okay. Stacey, what's your favorite ride that's not a coaster? Ooh. Uh, we're going to classify the mummy as a coaster. I think that's, yeah, that's a non coaster. No, no, that's a coaster. No. That's a coaster. <laughs> I, I know I'm I'm sticking to my ground. I think it's an it's non-coaster enough okay, that fine. I'm gonna go there. <laughs> fine. Okay. Katie, least favorite ride. Uh I'm gonna go with the Simpsons ride. Yeah, terrible. It's awful. Yeah. Stacy, favorite show. The Born Stuntacular. That you have Perfect. to go to. It is incredible. You got to go to the shows at Universal, everybody. The makeup show, the art, like the makeup art show, the, um, yes, the born stuff. Yeah, they're great. And then all of the, the, we really do need to mention all of the entertainers that are just around over in Universal that are out singing and dancing. And it is just so super fun. The Blues Brothers. It's just quite a show everywhere you turn in Universal. It is. Katie, favorite themed area? I'm going to go with Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley is the best themed area in all of Orlando. Stacy, favorite restaurant? Ooh, um, you know, I'm not a big foodie, but I'm going to give a special shout out to Urban Pantry in Aventura. It's their little quick service in the hotel lobby, and it has wok bowls that are so good. I would eat them in multiple times in a trip. Okay. Katie, same question. What's your favorite restaurant? Oh, I love Toothsome. Um, okay. I've had like a character interaction with Jacques and he was fantastic. It's like a steampunk themed yeah. um, kind of place. And those milkshakes are just over the top. Incredible. Loved everything I had at Toothsome. Totally. And do you guys, do you both know your Hogwarts house? I do. I'm sorry. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> That's wild. What are you, Katie? I I believe I am a Hufflepuff and I will like be Hufflepuff loyal till the day I die. And I love going to Potter and them saying, yeah, I'm a Hufflepuff too. I love that. Hufflepuffs are Hufflepuff. I have been accused of maybe being a Ravenclaw in the past, but I just agree with you that. I think you're a Ravenclaw. 
no, no, no. <laughs> well, I am a Gryffindor. I'm living with two Slytherins, a Hufflepuff, and maybe another Gryffindor in my house. That's so funny. Yeah. We, we've got all the houses. <laughs> all right. That was fun. I'm so glad we started talking about Universal. This will not be the last time we talk about Universal. And we really hope that you're going to consider going and, and open your eyes and open your minds to what it has to offer. But for now, that's going to do it for us on the Smart Moms Plan Disney and Universal podcast. If you are planning, looking at planning, or ready to start planning a trip to Disney or Universal and you don't already have a Smart Moms travel agent, please be sure to check out the link in our bio and show notes. Get connected with a free Smart Moms travel agent and podcast host. We're going to help you figure out your trip. Do you need to do a split day? How can you hit both attractions? How can this work for your family? We're going to be there for you. I also just want to again thank all of our loyal listeners, people that are subscribed, leaving comments, five-star reviews. That helps us so, so much. So please, if you have a minute today, go wherever you listen, leave a five-star review, write a review, whatever you can do to help us out. We appreciate it so much. We love being here for y'all. We love that y'all are here for us as well. Be sure that you are following us on all social media, Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. We can't wait to see you there. And until next time, we'll see you real soon. 